Bet365 sponsors our podcast and features over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you'll ever need to bet on sport. It's the Merseyside Derby next Monday. Do you fancy Liverpool to take another step towards wrapping up the title? Or could Ancelotti's Everton spring an upset? BetBuilder lets you create personalised bets and calculate the odds for any football match right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording on Tuesday, March 10th. Double Game Week 29 is still ongoing. We've got Manchester City versus Arsenal to come on Wednesday night. I'm hoping Mr De Bruyne makes an appearance and I've got a Bamiyang captain who disappointed against West Ham. So hopefully he can breach the Manchester City defence on Wednesday night. We've also got Champions League and Europa League this week. Spurs, Liverpool, Manchester United and Wolves are all in action. So it's probably a good week to hold off making transfers if you can until Friday or Saturday morning. All our podcasts are free to listen to in all usual places, but if you'd like to hear ad-free versions, then you can subscribe to The Athletic with a 40% discount using the code FPLPOD. Quite a few shout-outs this week for a couple of new members to the 59th Minute Club and, and a couple of guys that were very, very close to doing so. My Twitter notifications were going crazy on Saturday and Sunday. So the first new members, first of all, welcome to the club, Mason Mount from Chelsea and Bernardo Silva of Manchester City. Both managed just 59 minutes. In the case of Mason Mount, it wasn't too bad, at least he got himself on the score sheet. He got six points, but I mean, if he played one extra minute, it would have been eight points. He would have got the extra point for reaching the 60th minute and he would have got that clean sheet point as well. Bernardo Silva, not so good, just one point for Bernardo. You know, very quiet game from him. You know, watching that derby, I, when he was taken off, I kind of thought to myself, I didn't even know he was on the pitch for the first hour. So those two guys joined the club. We're yet to have a player to get two shout-outs this season. So keep an eye on Wednesday night, that Manchester City-Arsenal game. Keep an eye on the clock when it gets to around 59.60 to see if anyone is going to get hauled off and get a shout-out next week. A couple of notable mentions here. Enda Stevens at Sheffield United just about made it to 60 minutes to get the clean sheet points. So fortunate there. You know, Stephen owners are very fortunate that they got the, those clean sheet points. Could have been a could have been a horror story if he was taken off a little bit earlier. And a trio of strikers now. Three strikers who managed 58 minutes. Sergio Aguero, one point. Eddie Nketiah, one point. And Ianacho, one point. So three very disappointing point returns there for those three guys. Very close to joining the club. So maybe, maybe those three guys will join up before the end of the season at some point. A quick review of how Double Game Week 29 is going for me so far. Of course, we still have one game to go. You know, there could be a lot of shake-up in many leagues and overall ranks, depending on what happens on Wednesday night. If Aubameyang does really well and you don't have him, that's going to hurt. You know, vice-captaincies are probably going to come into play if De Bruyne doesn't feature. You know, a lot of people captained him. There's going to be a lot of, you know, Salah, Mane vice-captains, you know, maybe even Vardy vice-captaincies, Aubameyang vice-captaincies. So 
whatever your rank is now, you know, it could change quite a bit after Wednesday night's game, depending on how it goes. So for me, going into the double game week, I made three transfers for a minus four. I got rid of Danny Ings, Traore and Robertson. And I brought in Abamyang to captain him. I brought in Saka. And I brought in Messina and I activated the bench boost. So when I wildcarded a few weeks ago, I always earmarked this game week 29 for bench boost. And I went ahead with it. So currently I'm sitting on 73 points minus 4. So 69. So very healthy score. And I've still got a Bamiyan captain, Saka and Kevin De Bruyne on Wednesday. So hopefully those three guys can deliver on Wednesday night to, to help things. Rank so far, I've gone from 69k to 40k, so a nice jump, but again, that could change quite a bit on Wednesday. It could go either direction, depending on how things go. The big performers, Doherty, another clean sheet, Ricardo Pereira, clean sheet last night, Salah with nine points, and the hero of my game week, and for many who have him, Harvey Barnes, 19 points against Aston Villa. That was possibly my favourite performance of the season from one of my FPL players. The only annoying part about it was Jamie Vardy coming off the bench and scoring two goals as well. It would have been much sweeter if Vardy had came on and just got a one-pointer. So that you know, took a bit away from it, but of course, I'm not going to moan about that. Fantastic performance from Harvey Barnes. Glad I got him in on the wildcard a few weeks ago. You know, He was passing the eye test with flying colours, and it's paid off now. In terms of the bench boost itself, I benched McCarthy, the goalkeeper and I started Nick Pope and a few people were asking me would I have done that if I hadn't of activated the bench boost and I would have so you know my bench boost wasn't fantastic I got 12 from McCarthy which is great Sack is on three so far Messina got just two uh, no clean sheet for Watford and Stevens at Southampton just two points as well I was very close to getting the double clean sheet from McCarthy and Steven, so that was frustrating, but to be expected after they went down to 10 men. So, would I have started Pope? Yes, I would have. I mentioned that to a few people on my Slack channel on Saturday morning. A few people were asking me, you know, why is McCarthy on your bench? Surely, if you didn't bench boost, you would have started him against Newcastle and you would have benched Pope against Spurs. But I wouldn't have, in honesty, I would have, I would have started Pope because I have more faith in Burnley than I do Southampton. You know, watching Southampton recently and watching McCarthy himself, he hasn't been great. And Spurs, you know, pretty toothless up front as well. So I kind of fancied Pope to to get a clean sheet in that one. And I mean, both of them conceded one goal. Both of them had a chance to save a penalty. And thankfully, I had the bench boost active because otherwise those 12 points from McCarthy would have been sitting on my bench. So again, I'm looking at what, about 19 points, I think, from a bench boost so far with Saka to go. I mean, it's not fantastic, but it's definitely better than a lot of my bench boosts in previous seasons. So I'm happy I went with it. You know, hit McCarthy in the right game week, getting a lucky penalty save out of him. I've seen a few people on, on Twitter today and yesterday who, some of them who did activate bench boost and some of them who didn't. You know, some absolutely monster scores, you know, 30, 40 points sitting on the bench especially people who have the likes of of Harvey Barnes on the bench this week. So what I like most about using the bench boost is that it's out of the way now. Now I can just focus for the rest of the season on my starting 11 and I don't need to worry about my bench players. In terms of the other players uh, in my team this week, Blanks from Nick Pope, Alexander-Arnold, Grealish, who I'm losing patience with now. So far, a blank from De Bruyne and Aubameyang, but hopefully those two guys can make up for it in the midweek game. A blank from Jimenez and Calvert-Lewin as well. So that is how it's going for me so far. It's it's going very well so far, and hopefully uh, th- those guys on Wednesday can make it even better. 
quick watch list update now ahead of game week 30. So as always, once the games are over, I run through each team, add a few players to my watch list and also remove players. These players I've added are the ones I'm interested in bringing into my team in the near future. So the first one, an obvious one, Sadio Mane, 12.4 million at Liverpool. So I got rid of Robertson. Uh, last week so that frees up a Liverpool spot in my team now I've got Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold so I can add a third one uh, if I want to this week or next week you know a lot of people are gearing towards game week 31 now blank game week 31 so I'm not using my free hit chip in game week 31 so currently I've only got six players who feature in that game week so my probably my next two transfers this week and next week are going to be for players who do feature in 31. So Liverpool obviously do. So Sadio Mane, goal, assist and three bonus points against Bournemouth. Hit the crossbar as well. Could have been even more. So it's Everton. It's the derby on Monday. Everton away and then Crystal Palace at home in that blank game week. So just watching Sadio Mane, you know, so often this season, I really... I really hate not owning him in my in my fantasy team. So it was the same against against Bournemouth. You know, Mane looked a lot better than Salah did. So I'm very tempted to get him back in now, alongside Salah rather than in place of. So maybe go back to the double midfield, which I went to for an earlier double game week that didn't work out because because Mane got injured. But I may end up going back to it now this week or next week. And to get there is difficult because of his price. I don't have any cash in the bank. I've only got one free transfer. So if I wanted to get him this week, it would be a minus four. I could wait till next week and, and do it for free somehow. Kevin De Bruyne is probably the make weight. So a lot depends on what happens this week. You know, how much game time the Belgian gets against Arsenal. If it looks like he's going to play against Burnley at the weekend because he got the Champions League afterwards. I think we're going to see a lot of people selling Kevin De Bruyne now, given Pep pretty clearly suggest that he's focusing on the cups now so i think that's our excuse to get rid of him manny may come in for de bruyne for me before game week 31 uh you know it might not be this week it could be next week another option for me is if i want to get manny rage transfer abamyang out if he blanks against manchester city so that could happen as well so there's two routes for me to get to to sadio another player added to the watch list this week michael antonio 6.9 million at west ham he somehow got only one point in that Arsenal game at the weekend. Looking at some stats today on Fantasy Football Hub, Antonio had three big chances in that game. That's huge. Very surprising that he didn't get himself on the score sheet. Fixtures are not great for West Ham. They've got Wolves next, then they've got that Tottenham game in the blank game week, and then it's Chelsea afterwards. And obviously, the biggest question mark of all with Antonio is always fitness. How long can he stay fit? Because he's got one of the worst injury records in the division. And, you know, when I drew up my no-buy list at the start of the season, you know, Danny Ings was, was near the top of the list and Antonio was probably right at the top of that list. So for that reason, I'll be very reluctant to go there. But there's no doubt he's looked excellent in the last couple of games. You know, he's, he's basically playing up front for West Ham. And obviously the, the attraction that they have that game in Game Week 31. So I wouldn't put anyone off getting Antonio. I think he probably looks better than Jared Bowen at the moment. I think both of them look really good. But I think Antonio is probably safer in terms of his spot in the starting eleven. So if I go for a West Ham player for Game Week 31, which I probably won't end up doing, I think it would be Antonio. But you know he comes with a, with a health warning. He could break down at any given moment. Another player added this week, Chris Wood at Burnley, 
6.1 million. Back in the starting 11 at the weekend, scored his 11th goal of the season. I think that's his best ever Premier League tally now. I think 10 was his, his previous best. As often as the case, when Chris Wood scores, he picks up three bonus points. He did it for the fourth time this season in that game. Now, Chris Wood does have Manchester City away next, which is not ideal. But then, again, he's another player who has a fixture in blank gaming 31 at home to Watford. So, I've had Jay Rodriguez on my watch list for a few weeks. I've removed him now and I've replaced him with Chris Wood because I think he is the Burnley striker to go for. And aside from that City game in game week 30, and they have Liverpool in game week 35, apart from that, Burnley have a very good run of fixtures for the rest of the season. So I really like Chris Wood as an option. I've got Calvert-Lewin. You know, I'm not going to get rid of Calvert-Lewin after one blank. He does have Liverpool next, though, which is obviously a very tricky fixture. And then Calvert-Lewin has a blank. So I think people who have Calvert-Lewin will be eyeing up a move like this, you know, to someone like Chris Wood or Troy Deeney. These players who have a game in game week 31. And I may end up doing it. I'd probably keep Calvert-Lewin for the Liverpool game. And maybe, you know, if he doesn't deliver in that one, I'd probably be tempted then to move him away, move him out for Chris Wood. You know, Everton were dreadful against Chelsea. I expect them to be, you know, they'll be fired up for the derby and I think we'll see it, see a better performance there. So why I'm hopeful that Calvert-Lewin can get something in that game. You know, he should have scored against Chelsea. He had one good chance and he fluffed it. So again, just one blank. Calvert-Lewin's been fantastic and, he, and he's still offering great value. So I think I'll hold on to him for the Liverpool game. But definitely Chris Wood is in my mind. Uh, a couple of defenders now, very cheap defenders here. Uh, both who have games in 31 as well. First of all, at Wolves, Ruben Vinagra. So, obviously, Matt Doherty, Willy Bolly, Roman Saiz, all these guys have been talked about a lot in recent weeks, and all of them are delivering. All of them are really good options. But it's interesting now, Johnny is injured, and Vinagra has played the last two games at left wing back. So, Doherty and Vinagra are the two guys that are bombing forward to join in the attacks. Wolves have West Ham away next. They've got Bournemouth at home in 31, and then they've got Aston Villa away in 32. So very nice fixtures on the horizon for Wolves. So I'm going to be very interested later this week to see if there's any update on Johnny. As far as I can tell, there's no real clear indication of when he's going to come back. So that is probably a good sign for Vinagra. He could get an extended run on the team. And if you're like me, and you've currently only got two Wolves players, I've got Jimenez and I've got Doherty, so... I'll be looking to add a third one before game week 31. Now, that could be Jota or it could be Bolly or Saiz. But, you know, if, if it looks like Vinagra is going to get, you know, three, four, five games, the next three, four, five games, you know, I may end up going there and going after him as a differential and as a, an attack and threat bombing forward from, from that wing back position. So, one to keep an eye on Vinagra and, and definitely keep an eye out for any updates on Johnny Otto. Last one added to the watch list this week, a 4 million defender who has started the last three games and completed 90 minutes, West Ham's Jeremy Ngakia. He is an enabler. You know, he's not someone you're going to want to play week in, week out, but if it allows you, you know, maybe if you're making two transfers this week or two transfers next week and, you know, you need cash, you know, in my case, if I want to get Sadio Mane, I'm going to have to, you know, free up funds from somewhere. And someone like Ngakia, you can just bring him in and, you know, he's an extra body for game week 31. And then you can just put him on the bench for the rest of the season. So he's, if he keeps getting game time, you know he can be used in those kind of kind of transfers for for bigger players. A few players that I've removed from the watch list this week. Now these are all pretty self-explanatory. Stephen Bergwijn at Spurs is injured. I think Mourinho 
doesn't expect him to play again this season. So yet another injury for Spurs. That that only leaves really Deli Alley in their attack now that we can look at for from FPL terms. I seen a video. Carry Kane is back in some kind of training. So I think he's targeting. Uh, mid-April I think is the latest on, on Harry Kane so in the past we've seen Kane come back f- quite quickly from injury so you know we could see him before long uh, a few other defenders gone from the watch list Reese James and Serge Aurier both right backs were on the bench at the weekend so again can't rely on them for starts week in week out so no interest in those two guys Riyad Mahrez is gone as well another player who was on the bench at the weekend just Manchester City have just lost complete interest in them now. They were really poor against Manchester United. You know, United dominated the game. In terms of goal attempts, I think City only had something like seven goal attempts, which is extremely low for a team with so much attack and talent. So, you know, I, I, De Bruyne is my only Manchester City player. I may lose him. And if I do, I can't see myself going back to City again for the rest of the season. You know, obviously the league is low priority for them now. And they're going to focus on Champions League and the other cup games. So I won't be getting Mares. Uh, I mentioned Jay Rodriguez is gone as well. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious, painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash 59th and cover just the postage of £4.95. pence. Gotta pay the postie. And if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the 59th Minute FPL podcast, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's 10 free beers. Beer 52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time, the power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan easy. Just go to beer52.com forward slash 59th to get your free case, and don't forget right now, the 59th Minute listeners get two extra free beers. Twitter questions now. Thanks to everyone, as always, for sending them in. I've picked out some of the hot topics here that should cover most things this week. First question came in from FPL Bangla. Quite simply, keep or sell Danny Ng? So I sold Danny Ng's last week, so that probably gives you my answer on him. I I couldn't get Danny Ng's right this season. I think I probably got one goal out of him. Of, of all the goals he scored this season, I probably only owned him for one of them. Looking back on the last couple of weeks, Ings has got just one goal in the last seven game weeks. Now, my worry is not so much Danny Ings. My worry is more about the team, Southampton. They went through a really good spell, you know, probably about two months ago. And, you know, got themselves away from the relegation zone. And since then, they've really, you know, they've tailed off a bit. You know, you could say maybe they're one of the teams that are going to hit the beach first before some of the other teams who've got things to play for. So I think Redmond has been a big miss for Danny Ings as well in that attack. Next up for Southampton, they've got Norwich away. 
Now, on paper, you would say good fixture, but Norwich, every time I watch them, they, they're no pushover. You know, they, they've, they've looked pretty decent defensively in the last couple of games that I've watched them. So, it's Norwich away next for Danny Ings, and then it's a blank game week 31. So, for me, I still think it's fine to sell them. You know, there's probably better strikers at the minute who are, who are in form. So, for me, it's a sell. Next question came in from Christian. Is a Manchester United defender now a must-have and who would I go for? So yeah, United have been really good defensively. A lot of clean sheets over the last month or two. Uh, it's definitely caught my eye. You know, I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about Harry Maguire was added to my watch list. He's 5.3 million. He's always a big goal threat. Uh, even though he does only have one goal for the season, I would expect him to add to that before the season is over. He's got zero assists. Uh, Maguire and he's got five bonus points for the season. Just comparing him to Juan Bissaka because they're both the same price. Juan Bissaka has basically, if you go for Maguire, you're going after goals, and if you go for Juan Bissaka, you're going after bonus points. So Juan Bissaka has got bonus points in three of the last five games, so that is very impressive. He does only have two assists all season, which is just not good enough for a Manchester United fullback. No goals, obviously. In terms of bonus points, for the season, Wambasaka has 12, Maguire has 5. And looking at their overall points for the season as well, Maguire comes out on top slightly with 89, Wambasaka has 85. But Maguire has played 300 minutes more, roughly 300 minutes more than Wambasaka. So overall, Wambasaka is probably performing better. Uh, I think it's a very close call on those two. Now, next up, it's Spurs. So I probably wouldn't bring them in this week. And then they've got blank gaming 31. So I'm eyeing up Manchester United assets from Game Week 32 onwards because from Game Week 32 onwards, they've got a very good run of fixture. So Bruno Fernandes is top of my shopping list for Game Week 32. And then, you know, a Manchester United defender is not far behind them. So I'm not sure which one I would go for. I do like Juan Bissaka for the bonus points. Now, it's, it's always hard to predict when, you know, central defenders are going to get on the score sheet. You know, I said I expect Maguire to score again this season, but, you know, he could easily go this season without doing so. So I think at the moment I'd be leaning towards Juan Bissaka to you know go after those bonus points, but I think they're both. I think that's a fifty-fifty call really. Uh, it's very hard to predict which one of those two will outscore the other for the rest of the season. Quite simply, I think they're they're the two best United defenders to consider, and I don't think you can go wrong with with either or. You know, some people will be tempted by Brandon Williams. He's only what four point one or four point two million, but he just doesn't play every week, so you can't rely on him. And then you've got Luke Shaw. And you've got, you know, Lindelof. But, you know, I, I don't really like those two guys for FPL. I much prefer Juan Bissaka or Maguire. I think they offer more potential for, for points there. So, yeah, I think go for either or, Juan Bissaka or Maguire. If I had to make the decision this week, I think I'd probably go Juan Bissaka, given given how good he is in the, in the BPS system. Question from Younger Dunger. Uh, another simple question here. Pope or Patricio from Gaming 31 onwards? So... I think I would go for Nick Pope because I think Patricio takes up a wolf spot and I think there's a lot, you know, those wolf spots can be used much more effectively. You've got Jimenez, Jota, you know, all the defenders who I mentioned, Doherty, Bolly, Saiz, even Vinagra if he's going to get game time. I think all of those guys are better than having Patricio. So I would rather have three Wolves outfield players and then have Nick Pope as your Burnley goalkeeper. Question from Moses. Bring in Bruno Fernandes now or not yet. Uh, Moses mentions here that he is going to use his free hit chip in Game Week 31. So this is a different scenario to me. 
Moses is using his free hit in 31, so he doesn't need to worry about owning Bruno Fernandes that week. If I was using my free hit chip in 31, I would just get Bruno Fernandes this week. I w- you know, Spurs fixture on paper, not great, but Spurs really haven't been great recently. You know, don't keep any clean sheets. Bruno Fernandes is, he's the real deal. You know, he was really good again against Manchester City. There was two occasions against Manchester City. Bruno Fernandes, you know, if you're looking at the stats, the stats won't tell you this. There was two occasions where Fernandes got himself into fantastic positions. One occasion Martial didn't lay it back to him. And another occasion where Daniel James didn't lay it back to him. That could have easily been two goals for Fernandes. And he should have had a penalty as well. You know, Otamendi brought down Fred, who got booked in a bizarre decision. So on another day... You know, Bruno Fernandes could have had a brace against City to go with his assist. So I, I, you know, I want to get him as soon as possible, and I would get him in this week if you're using your free hit in 31. You get him in for the Spurs game, you use your free hit in 31, and then you've got him for the rest of the season. Then, question from FPL Can: If we have the go-to picks for blank game week 31, should we be content with playing nine or ten players? So, I think that's the key. You know, you don't need to stress about getting 11 players on the pitch when there's only four fixtures. You know, it could be a really low-scoring game week. The key is to have have a good captain and have, you know, have the popular players or the, or the players that are most likely to do well. So Wolves players, Liverpool players, that's the main thing. You know, have five or six from Wolves and Liverpool if you can. And then really it's just a sprinkle of, of the other teams, whatever way you want to play it. So nine or ten players, I think, is absolutely fine for game week 31 if you're not using your free hit. Personally, I've only got six players at the minute who've got a fixture in 31. So with with my next two free transfers, I'll most likely get players who have a game in 31. That means I would have eight players. And, you know, I'd be happy with that. I, I'll happily roll with eight players. Now, I could take a hit or two to get to nine or ten. But I'll only take a hit for those players if I think they're good long-term picks. You know, I won't take a hit just for the sake of gaming 31 itself. So... Eight, nine, ten players. Don't stress. You know, if you log into your team when Game Week Thirty One arrives, you know, don't worry if you've only got eight or nine players. Just roll with it. Make sure you have a captain and the key assets. Question from Matthias: Are any Chelsea players worth getting? So I've just written down here. Even though they were excellent against Everton, you know, I'm really not looking to bring in a Chelsea player just yet. Possibly Game Week Thirty Two after that blank Game Week, I may look to do so, but. You know, there's there's question marks over quite a lot of the players, even though they were all excellent at the weekend. You know, William, William, Pedro and Barkley all scored 10 plus points at the weekend. But if you look back on each of their minutes over the last five or six game weeks, it's quite sporadic. You know, it's very few of them play, you know, start every week. So it's always a bit of a lottery there. There's a lot of injuries at the moment. You know, Kovacic, Jorginho was suspended. Uh, Kante's out. Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, Abraham so once these players start coming back we're just going to see more and more rotation with those guys as well the Chelsea players I'd be most interested in are Marcus Alonso and Mason Mount it was good to see Alonso keep his place even though they went back to a back four at the weekend but that still doesn't guarantee that he's going to keep his place for the rest of the season Rhys James dropped out he was on the bench you know Lampard could easily switch that around he could he could bring Rhys James back in at right back and he could move Azpilicueta back over to left back which he's done this season and Alonso could lose out then so there's still slight concerns for me over Alonso Mason Mount looked great he has looked great for the last couple of weeks now scored against Everton um, could have had a brace but for a good save from Jordan Pickford 
He did obviously get the dreaded 59th minute substitution, but he I think it was a slight knock. I think there's been a few comments from him today or yesterday that he's, he's not too worried about it. So he should be okay for game week 30. So Mount is probably the one I'd be most likely to go for. Um, you know, Giroud is playing, he's scoring, but, you know, Abraham's going to come back at some point and, you know, they'll be competing for that spot then. So I don't like that. The big attraction with Chelsea this week is Aston Villa. They've got Aston Villa away uh, this week in game week 30. Now, watching Aston Villa against Leicester on Monday night, you would straight away want to go and get a Chelsea player for that one. But then it's obviously blank 31. After that, then it's really good fixture. So for me, mainly because I've probably got to focus my transfers on Game Week 31 players, I'm not going to go to Chelsea just yet. But I think Game Week 32, I look to them if they continue in this form. You know, they were very good against Spurs a couple of weeks ago when I watched them. They were excellent against Everton. So if they continue playing well, you know, they're in the, they're in the fight for Champions League, obviously. Um, so yeah, I think they're attractive, but for me, just not yet. I'll finish off this week's episode by covering Game 30 captaincy and transfers. So captaincy, first of all, it's quite a tricky week for captaincy this week. I, I've never been a fan of, of captaincy in FPL. I've, I've made, made that clear a few times on, on podcast. If I could change one rule in FPL, I would take away the captaincy because it's there's just so much variance involved and you know so much luck involved with those picks as well. This week is a good example. You know, there's so many options. Uh, you've got Salah and Manny who play Everton away. It's a derby, so that is slightly off-putting. You know, anything can happen in the derby. Everton will be well up for it. Uh, Spurs play Manchester United, so you're probably not going to touch that one for captaincy. Aubameyang is away to Brighton. That looks good, but are we going to captain Aubameyang if he blanks against Manchester City, you know, to go with his blank against West Ham? It would be typical FPL, though. Aubameyang, we bring him in, we captain him against West Ham. Man City does nothing. Then we're afraid to captain him against Brighton, and he goes and scores a hat-trick. So at the moment, in my in my bus team, uh, Aubameyang has the armband at the moment, but all depends on how he looks against Manchester City. If he scores, he'll probably be my captain at the weekend. If he doesn't score, he may not even be in my team at the weekend. So that's that's FPL for you. Uh, Vardy coming off his brace uh, against Aston Villa. He's away to Watford. I'm never too comfortable about captaining players away to Watford because I think they're capable of defending well, like they did against Liverpool a few weeks ago. Manchester City are at home to Burnley. That is very attractive for the captaincy. But again, you know who's going to play? They've got Champions League a couple of days later. You know, can you trust the likes of De Bruyne, Aguero? Probably not. You know, I don't think too many people will go for the armband there. And then you've got Chelsea away to Aston Villa. I think if you've got Chelsea players, that is very tempting because you know Villa concedes so many chances. I would expect Chelsea to to score at least two or three in that game. So for me, I'm on Aubameyang at the moment. It's dependent on if he passes my eye test on Wednesday night. If I don't go Aubameyang, I think I would go Salah in the derby. Yeah, it's probably between those two for me, unless I unless I bring in Sadio Mane, which I don't think I will do this week because it would be a minus four. If I did bring in Mane, I, I would captain him over Salah because I just every time I watch Liverpool, I think Mane looks better. So quite simply, he he's the one I would captain if you own both. The transfers, what transfers? Could I make this week? What am I thinking at the moment? Obviously, it's very early in the week and there's a lot of games to go, which is going to change my thinking. At the moment, I'm probably looking at banking a transfer. And then game week 31, I'll have two frees. So probably bring in two players then who have a fixture that week and you know good fixtures long term as well. If I do end up making a transfer this week, maybe you know De Bruyne could go. 
you know, maybe I'll end up taking a minus four this week if I do sell De Bruyne to get Sadio Mane. Grealish could go. If I just make one move this week, I could just keep De Bruyne and get, get rid of Grealish, who has Chelsea, and then a blank. So if I got rid of Grealish, I don't have any cash in the bank. So I'd be looking at uh, Game Week 31 players. I'd be looking at Saar or Dukuri from Watford. I don't think there's too much between those two guys. I'd probably still favour Saar as the as the goal scorer. Uh, or, or West Ham. You know, I mentioned Antonio or Jared Bowen. Calvert-Lewin, you know, I think there's probably a case to be made for getting rid of him because he plays Liverpool next and then he's got a blank. So Calvert-Lewin could become Chris Wood or Troy Deeney. Don't love that move though. I don't I don't love Deeney uh, and, and Chris Wood has Manchester City away. The other option is, as I mentioned, I could rage transfer Aubameyang out if, if he blanks against, against Man City and, and use Aubameyang as the make weight to get back to Sadio Mane. So... One one other thing I've got noted down here, I want to get Bruno Fernandes in game week 32, so any moves I make this week or next week, I will be thinking ahead, you know, I want to leave myself in a position where I can get Bruno Fernandes easily in game week 32, so that's where I'm at, probably most likely a blank, I think, not, not, not a blank, a bank, hopefully not a blank, most likely a bank in my transfer for, for game week 30. Thanks for listening, folks. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from me this week, you can go to patreon.com forward slash FPL General. It's free to try out Patreon for the next couple of weeks. It's free right up until the end of March. So any questions you have about that, just send me a message on Twitter at FPL General. Have a good week. Good luck on Wednesday night if you've got Arsenal and Manchester City players. A special good luck shout out to my fellow Aubameyang captainers. Hopefully he does the business for us in the tougher fixture of the game week. Good luck in Game Week 30 as well, and I'll be back next week with a preview to Game Week 31. (laughs) 